Hi everyone, Bill Duvendak here with the June 2023 monthly astrological preview video. So get cozy, grab your cuppa, and let's chat about what June holds. So if the last few months have been very eventful for you, guess what? It's not going to stop anytime soon. June is a very active month and it's usually active, but this year, it's a little bit more than normal. And as you'll see, the theme of the month is challenges. Now, the good news is, as much as there are challenges, there are also opportunities for growth. So as long as you keep that in mind, everything should turn out fine. Should. So let's get started. June 1st begins with a Mercury conjunction to Uranus in Taurus. There's two different ways to look at this. Mercury is personal communication. Uranus is mass communication. So the first is the time to reach out and touch someone as the old advertisement goes. Now, the other way to look at this is that Mercury is the conscious mind, the mind that we have in incarnation, and Uranus is the higher mind or the part of our consciousness that is beyond just this life. So it's a good time to make connections with the higher self, the ascended self, whatever term you know that by. Now, also on the first, we have the moon in Scorpio opposing Jupiter in Taurus. So you may find that emotional intensity works against you, or you may find that as much as you can't let go of past emotional wounds, they're now interfering with your ability to manifest on the physical world. We also have that same moon in Scorpio squaring Mars and Leo. So you might be more accident prone. Your temper may be shorter. There may be ego conflicts within yourself or within others. Now, the good news for all of this stuff on the first is that we also have Venus in Cancer trining Neptune in Pisces. So really, when you put all these together, it's saying it's a good day to contact that part of you that is beyond just this lifetime for the sake of creativity, for the sake of embracing your imagination, for the sake of going through spiritual initiations and self-propelled growth. On the second, we have the moon in Scorpio opposing Uranus, which is still conjunct Mercury and Taurus. So here again, your emotions may get in the way. Intensity may prevent communication, whether it is internally or externally. Also on that day, we have the Grand Trine in water. Grand Trines are very positive, but dormant aspect patterns. And they usually exist when you have a planet in a sign that are all the same element. So in today's case, for the second, we have Venus and Cancer trining the moon in Scorpio, trining Neptune in Pisces. So for those of you that do spiritual growth and embrace modern spirituality, this is a day for spiritual initiation. This is also a good day to listen to your intuition because it will have plenty to say. You may also find this is a good day to embrace your creativity and your artistry. However, the drawback to this day, when you factor in the opposition between the moon and Scorpio and Mercury and Uranus and Taurus, is that this may be too much of a good thing and you may find that emotions rule the day. So remember, it's always wise to treat emotions like drugs. You do the emotions, you don't let them do you. 
Now on the third or the fourth, depending on where you live in the world, we have the full moon. So get ready for that. But also on this day, we have the beginning of an aspect pattern that's going to be in play for most of the month. We have a fixed sign T-square. Now a T-square is an aspect pattern that is very challenging. It's very pressurizing. It's very full of challenges, but these challenges exist to refine us as a person. This one is going to be happening with Pluto retrograde in Aquarius, Mars in Leo, and Jupiter in Taurus. So of course, Aquarius is the energy of the group. Leo is the energy of the individual. And Jupiter, of course, is expansion. And in this case, in Taurus, physical world expansion. So long story short, there may be a lot of inner conflict between doing what's best for everyone versus doing what's best for yourself. And these conflicts may prevent you from growth and prosperity. Another way to look at it is that you get so immersed in manifesting on the physical plane that you don't see the dumpster fire around you, which has to do with individual people and their lower egos or what's best for the whole in the energy of groups. So there's a few different ways to look at it, but the third and the fourth are going to be very, very active because this full moon fires off that T-square and that T-square and it's more powerful sibling, the Grand Cross, are going to be coming up quite a bit during the month of June, as you'll see shortly. On the 5th, Venus moves into Leo, so it's a good time to embrace your creativity. You notice how for the first five or six days in June, it's all about your creativity, balancing, for lack of a better word, with others involved in your life in whatever capacity they may be. We've still got the fixed sign T-square happening, but now it's happening between Venus and Leo, Pluto retrograde in Aquarius, and the North Node of the Moon in Taurus. So the challenges that may exist on the 5th are all about self-aggrandizement, narcissism, having a strong ego, but by the same token, knowing when you've got to put it in check to get along with other people. And the North Node of the Moon says, if you handle all of this very smoothly, you can create a lot of spiritual growth for yourself. Now on the 5th, we also have the Moon in Capricorn trining Jupiter and Taurus. So it's a good day to begin physical world projects, whether it's home improvement, whether it's asking for a raise, whether it's taking on a new job, whether it's building something with your hands and being a craftsperson, whatever the case may be, this is a good day to get it done. Now, the 6th, 7th, 8th, 9th, and 10th, we're going to cover all together, but don't worry, it's not that intimidating. The reason we're going to cover all that together is because for each one of those days, the T-square aspect pattern is still there. So basically, from the 3rd until the 10th, there's going to be challenges. There's going to be the feelings of pressure. There's going to be the idea that no matter how much you push forward on things, it's going to ruffle feathers or it's going to agitate. The way I like to look at T-squares and grand crosses is to imagine my life in a snow globe. And whenever these T-crosses and grand squares come along, it's whatever power you call it, taking the snow globe that you're in, flipping it upside down and shaking it up. For those of you that are familiar with alchemy, you know this as the agitation process. And 
If you know alchemy, then you know what happens after the agitation process. So this whole first five or six days of June is stage setting. It's meant to rattle your cage. It's meant to get you out of your current way of thinking. It's meant to irritate you to the point of growth. The only thing that changes during those days are the planets involved. So on the 6th, we have the T-square, but now we have the Moon and Capricorn and Chiron and Aries. So you might find that your own stubbornness prevents you from healing wounds, or you may find that your wounds prevent you from doing responsible and mature things in your life. On the 7th, we've still got the T-square, but now the Moon is in Aquarius. So it changes from a cardinal sign T-square to a fixed sign T-square. The difference is when you're dealing with a cardinal sign T-square, it's all about inviting spirit into your space to work through you. With a fixed sign T-square, it's all about being a disciple. So in other words, not just talking the talk, but walking the walk. And if you burn for it, well, then enjoy the flames. On the 8th, we've still got the T-square, but now it's the moon in Aquarius with Uranus in Taurus. And we notice that the T-square is still in the fixed sign, so it's all about adhering to a principle, living it out. But what separates the 8th from previously is that there is a trine with that T-square to the sun in Gemini. And when you've got a T-square with a trine like that, the aspect pattern is technically called a kite. I'm not going to get into it today, but I do want you to know that there are deeper levels of astrology that can help clarify things a little bit more. In the case of the A, trining the sun in Gemini is encouraging you to, yes, be a disciple, but not to the degree where you become closed-minded or judge something without experiencing it or at least studying it in depth. On the ninth, we've still got that T-square, but now it is mostly mutable signs. So we talked about cardinal sign T-squares being open to an influx from spirit. We talked about fixed T-squares being the principle of a disciple, believing something and living it out in your daily life. And now with the mutable T-square, it's all about the life-death-rebirth process, or resurrection, as a good principle. So, on the night, you may find that the more that you focus on the physical world and the, the expansion and the prosperity that you want to have there, it's going to shake things up. And that's quite alright. You can't have an omelet without breaking a few eggs, so why get upset that you got to break the eggs? Revel in the process. On the 10th, we've still got that T-square, and it still continues to be mutable. And on the 11th, we've got a few shifts that happen, and these are pretty big. So then when you connect the dots, basically from about the 3rd to the 10th, it's all T-squares set off by the full moon early on, and then challenges going back and forth between opening yourself to spirit versus living out a principle versus going through a resurrection process internally. And you may think by the time the 10th gets here that, wow, I just need a break. Guess what? It's not happening on the 11th. On the 11th, we have Venus and Leo squaring Jupiter and Taurus. So you may find that ego gets in the way of creativity. You may find that you are lowering your head, trying to charge through a wall to get things done. And that's the 
exact wrong response to have. You may find that you focus so much on the physical world and physical manifestation that you neglect your loved ones. Venus and Leo can be very tricky because on one hand, it's all about creativity, good luck, good fortune. But on the other hand, if it's left unchecked and undeveloped, it can be very, very narcissistic and self-absorbed. So also on that day, because that's not enough, we have the moon conjunct Neptune and Pisces. So I don't say this often, but this is a day to really ask yourself if you're perceiving emotionally charged situations clearly. It's also a good day that, and good is subjective here, it's also a good day that you may find that your emotions are too much of a good thing. There's also a potential on the day towards escapism. So handle that with care, everything in moderation, including moderation. On the 11th, we also have Mercury moving into Gemini. So communication is about to improve. The speed of things manifesting will also improve. And on that day, we have Pluto retrograding back into Capricorn. Earlier this year, I talked about the back and forth nature of Pluto throughout the year between Aquarius and Capricorn and Aquarius again. Up until now, it's been Aquarius. But now on the 11th, it goes back into Capricorn, where it's going to stay for a while until it directs later on this year, and then it will move back into Aquarius. When Pluto makes a move like this in between sides, watch for events on the global stage. And I mean explosive events. Now, this might not be physically explosive. It could be emotionally explosive. It could be socially explosive. For those of you that are here in the United States, you know that the Supreme Court is coming up on their summer break very soon. And usually they hand out a lot of powerful judgments and rulings during June. So don't be surprised if that kind of thing happens and it really gets your goat, so to speak. No offense meant to the goats in the audience. On the 12th, we have the moon conjunct Chiron and Aries. So your wounds having to do with self-confidence, your state of being, how you perceive things, your self-perspective may all be challenged. So in other words, you might have something go wrong that gets you thinking, no matter what I do, it never works out, so why try? Those are the kind of dangers to watch for. Now also on the 12th, we have that Pluto retrograding Capricorn trining Mercury and Gemini. For the astute watchers, you know that Capricorn is an earth sign, Gemini is an air sign, and in the natural zodiac, they don't trine like this. The reason they do is because of the orbs of influence that both planets have. So what we have is an out of sign trine. That can be a little tricky. Because yes, it is a good day for inspiration. It is a good day for reaching out to people and making the appropriate connections. But this is also a good day to practice the philosophy of meeting people on the level. So if someone comes at you with hate, it's not always best to respond with love. Sometimes you need to respond with hate because it's the only language they understand. That is a tactic to consider using during that day. Now, we've also got, same day still, 
Mercury in Gemini is squaring the North node in Taurus. So you may find that the more you embrace those Gemini traits, the more it stunts your spiritual growth and direction. Coming up on the 13th, we've got the moon in Aries squaring Pluto retrograde in Capricorn. So watch for a short temper. If you are hurrying through things, you may be more accident prone. If you're going to some shady or seedy parts of town, this is saying, watch out, be aware of your surroundings, pay attention to everything because you never know who's going to have a worse day than you. On the 14th, we have the moon in Taurus squaring Mars and Leo. So a similar principle applies here. Watch out for your temper. Watch out for being accident prone. However, now those things may happen because you're torn between approaching situations from one direction or a different direction. So that internal conflict causes you to lose sight of the ball, as they say. On the 15th, we have the moon conjunct Uranus and Taurus. Watch what you eat. Taurus is one of the signs that's associated with food. So when you have Uranus and Taurus with the moon like this and saying, watch out for overindulgence, or if you're not sure about that package of meat or fresh vegetables in your fridge, you probably want to skip them. Now on that same day, we also have a sextile to Neptune in Pisces. Yes, be careful what you eat, be careful what you drink, watch out for unexpected random occurrences in the physical world. So if you are hearing this and you're thinking that I'm just going to stay home and do art, then do it. That might be the better solution. On the 16th, we have the moon conjunct Mercury and Gemini. So you might find it's a good time to get chatty, catching up with friends, spending time in superfluous and frivolous conversations, exploring the variety of life, which is after all the spice. Also on that day, we have Jupiter in Taurus, sextiling Saturn in Pisces. So it's a good day to pardon my French, but cut your own bullshit. If you're doing things in your life that you know are bullshit, this is a good day to begin to address how to change them. Also on that day, we have the Sun in Gemini squaring Neptune in Pisces. So as much as you probably indulged in creativity the day before, when you wake up on the morning of the 16th, it's a good time to not do that again. You may find that today on the 16th, indulging in your creativity works as a form of denial and burying your head in the sand rather than uplifting your spirits. On the 17th, we've got the new moon in Gemini. And on that same day, we have Mercury in Gemini sextiling Venus in Leo. Sextiles are positive, easy-flowing exchanges of energy. And when we have Mercury and Gemini sextiling Venus and Leo, what we find is it's a good day to do fun stuff with loved ones. It's a good day to use communication as your form of art. It's also a good day that if the feeling strikes you, you might want to buy a lottery ticket. Sometimes you just get lucky. Now that new moon in Gemini that we just mentioned is sextiling Chiron in Aries. So it's a good day for internal healing, specifically as it has to do with your sense of self-esteem and self-worth. Also on this day, and this is the big one, 
Saturn stations retrograde in Pisces, and once retrograding, it stays that way until September. When Saturn retrogrades, it's a good time to review your methods and your techniques because most likely you are using outdated methods and techniques when newer ones are available. The specific example that comes to mind is something that happened earlier this year when there was an investment app that got crashed because a lot of users used it and they found loopholes that really screwed the financial market here in the US. So traditional establishments pushed back, even though the people using the app were right, the people using the app used the modern technique when the old ones were no longer relevant, but the old ones fired back, it hindering progress, hindering growth, hindering evolution. I'm not harping on this situation. I'm using it to show that while Saturn is retrograde from June to September, it's a good time to see what you're doing and why. Chances are you're using an outdated method and there are newer, better ways to get what you want. All you have to do is be careful of that phrase. We've always done it this way. It's always worked. Why change? That's exactly why we should change. And this day, the 17th is a perfect example of that. The 18th, these are not the droids you're looking for. It's nice and quiet. But on the 19th, we have the moon in Cancer squaring Chiron in Aries. So you may find that your emotions are more easily triggered if someone brings a wound of yours to the surface of your mind. You may also find that your immediate family, your immediate loved ones cause you to have doubts about yourself. And remember what I always say, to thine own self be true. On the 20th, we have that same moon in Cancer, trending Neptune in Pisces. So we circle back to what we said about a week previously about this being a good day to indulge in your creativity. It's a good day to develop your psychic skills. It's a good day to listen to your intuition. But that moon in Cancer is also opposing Pluto retrograde in Capricorn. So you may find that you have inner turmoil. You want to embrace the new, but you're too scared of leaving your comfort zone. And remember, no growth happens in your comfort zone. So if you're always in your comfort zone, you're stagnant and stagnation equals death. Now, also on this day, we circle back to that fun thing we had earlier in June. That's right. We got a T-square. And this T-square is a cardinal T-square, so one of the best ways to work with it is by inviting divinity into your life. That is more true and is of paramount importance on this day than it was earlier in the month, because now we've got the north node of the moon in the picture. The 21st brings us solstice, so happy summer solstice to you in the northern hemisphere. Happy winter solstice to you in the southern. The moon is also conjunct Venus, which is also conjunct Mars in Leo on this day. So you may find that, yes, it's a good time to have fun with family and friends and loved ones. Yes, it's a good time to go out and do all the stuff and do all the things. However, it can be too much. Leo is a very strong sign. It's a sign very much full of willpower. It is a sign that is all about creativity and the expression of the self, which also means if it's unchecked and underdeveloped, 
It can lead to narcissism, self-aggrandizement, self-absorption, arrogance, condescension, and a whole list of other psychological maladies. So have fun on your solstice, but stay humble. Avoid the people that have too strong of a toxic ego. Now, also on that day, we've got the moon square Jupiter. So you may find that if you want to do something that's emotionally fulfilling, it works against your developmental plans on the physical plane. Mars in Leo is trining Chiron in Aries. So it's a good day for healing. So when you put that into context of what we said earlier about solstice, you may recognize that some of those issues with Leo that I mentioned are your fault not someone else's and you can begin the healing process or perhaps you know someone in your life who has a strong sense of self and a strong sense of well-being then today is the day to say how can i use that internally to better myself looking at their example also on solstice we have mercury and gemini sextiling chiron and aries so it's a good day to reach out to others for help healing the wounds that i just discussed on the 22nd, we've got the moon and Leo sextiling Mercury and Gemini. So it's time to have some fun, whether it's embracing your creativity, doing fun activities, whatever the situation may be, this is the day to just do it. Who can catch that? There's a little very Easter egg in there of something that I watched not too long ago. So if you're sharp, you'll probably pick it up. On the 23rd, we have the moon in Virgo sextiling the sun in Cancer. So you may find it's a good day to do house cleaning. It's a good day to enjoy a meal with close friends or family. The moon is also trining the north node in Taurus. So by cultivating those close emotional bonds, you may find it actually gives you spiritual fulfillment and spiritual unfoldment. On that day, though, we also have the moon opposing Saturn in Pisces. So, yes, do all the responsible stuff. Do the stuff around the home. Do the stuff with the immediate family. But keep a healthy balance between doing what's responsible and fun, doing what's immature versus mature. By finding that balance, you're actually increasing your spiritual growth. The 24th is crickets. It's nice and quiet. On the 25th, we have the moon in Virgo opposing Neptune in Pisces. So you may find that yes, it's a good day to continue to clean and put in the hard work as it was on the 23rd. And you're probably gonna feel like your creativity is diminished or you can't get to your creative pursuits because you're busy cleaning. The moon moves fast, so don't sweat it too much. It'll be there, but it'll pass in a day or two. Also on the 25th, guess what? We have another T-square. This one's immutable signs between the moon in Virgo, Mercury in Gemini, Neptune in Pisces. So it's a good day for resurrection. You notice how that comes on the heels of solstice? For those of you that believe in intention settings, it would be wise to do that earlier in the month and then put things into action the 17th and then again as a reinforcement on solstice. On the 25th itself, circling back, we have the moon in Virgo trining Pluto in Capricorn. So not only is it a good time to work and just do the daily grind that needs done, 
It's also a good day to say, well, I'm doing it, but I don't like the way things are, so I'm going to change things up. It's all about transformation and reinvention. On the 26th, we have the moon in Libra squaring the sun in Cancer. So you may find your family and close friends prevent you from achieving harmony and balance. You may find that harmony and balance pulls you away from your close family and friends, or perhaps it drags you out of the house, but you end up with good results. The 27th has that same moon in Libra opposing Chiron and Aries. So you may find in your quest to achieve diplomacy and harmony and synthesis, you have to confront your own inner wounds. Chiron's been moving through Aries for a while, and it's always about wounds that have to do with your sense of self and how you perceive yourself. That point really gets hammered home during the month of June. Now, the good news is as many T-squares as there are in the skies, there are also a lot of gently flowing positive sextiles. So the healing process can occur a lot easier in June than it has in previous months. We also have Mercury entering Cancer on that day, and it conjuncts the Sun when it does. And that conjunction sextiles the North Node in Taurus. So a lot of this is saying, yeah, there might be communication issues. There might be problems with electronics, but indulge in yourself saying, oh, so the camera's not working. Then I won't use technology today. Or, oh, I'm used to using a power sprayer on the side of the house. That's not working today. I'll do it old school by hand. This is not a day when you stop what you're doing because you run into difficulties. This is a day to figure out a solution. Sometimes we fixate on the problem to the degree that we don't see a way through it when we should be looking for a way around it. On the 28th, we've got the moon in Scorpio in a grand water trine. Remember, we had a water trine earlier in the month, so we circle back to that. This one is occurring between a moon-Saturn conjunction in Pisces, a sun-Mercury conjunction in Cancer, and a moon opposition to Jupiter in Taurus. First of all, when you've got the moon and Saturn together, especially in Pisces, it's telling us that you may feel emotionally or spiritually restricted in some way. You may find that your fears from the past are no longer relevant, appropriate, or even healthy. You may also find that if you try and do any sort of spirit work, that it meets with resistance and challenges. The sun and Mercury and Cancer tells us it's a good day to have heart-to-heart -heart conversations with people that you love and people that you care about. But the moon opposing Jupiter says, don't get expansive. Keep it narrow. Keep it focused. Keep it very, very clear instead of spreading out. Whew. Told you it was an active month. On the 29th, we've got the moon in Scorpio opposing Uranus in Taurus. Long story short, if you're in a bad mood, don't jump online. Uranus is the sign of the World Wide Web. So whenever the moon is making a stressful aspect to it, it means you may take your baggage and spew it online, or you see something online that triggers your emotions. Also on the 29th, we have Venus conjunct Mars in Leo, which means yes, guess what? That's right, another T-square. 
This one's a fixed sign T-square, so the day may be full of challenges. The good news is there's enough activity there in Leo to say that if you keep an optimistic approach to things, if you are open to different ways to solve your problems and creative problem-solving solutions, you'll probably have a good day. So this day in particular could spur you to action, whereas the other T-squares earlier in the month were more agitative in nature. And finally, on the 30th, because yes, each month ends, we've got Neptune stationing retrograde in Pisces where it will stay through December. When Neptune retrogrades, it's a good time to break old habits and old behaviors. When it retrogrades in its own sign of Pisces, all of that is true, specifically when it comes to how you handle your emotions, specifically when it comes to how you handle your spirituality, and specifically when it comes to how you deal with karma. If you can look at a situation in your life and you're seeing that it is karma playing itself out, you don't have to know why. You just have to know who you are now, where you are now, and where you go from here. See what I mean? The month is full of T-squares. It's full of a lot of motion. This is not going to be a quiet, passive month. The good news is July will be to a large extent. So as you move forward in the month of June, just be ready to ride the roller coaster. It's going to be one. And even if it's not for you, it's going to be for people around you. So you might want to be there for them. Thank you to Adam Knox and the Cult of You for the platform to get this out there. If you haven't checked it out, check out the new YouTube channel that myself and Graveyard are doing called the Halls of Tarot, where we post the daily tarot card reading. Also check out the monthly horoscopes on my website, 418ascendant.com, the daily horoscopes on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook, the monthly astrological article and evoke publications online. And there's a whole bunch more stuff coming. Also on June 21st is going to be a live tarot reading on the Halls of Tarot YouTube channel. So definitely check that out as well. Anyway, until we chat again, may we all receive blessings of good health, prosperity, and success as we move forward in the next month of our lives. Namaste. I've always felt a little different, a little uneasy between regular folk, a bit of a dreamer, a lost cause, a little non-ordinary, some would say. I think I've always just been this way. My mother said I was special. My father thought I should be feared. But I knew that witchcraft coursed through my veins the first time I tasted the lips of the goddess inside the rain. Yes, I'm a witch, it's true. And sure, we are the ones who believe in the beauty of nature, who believe in the things science, absent of art, cannot explain, who instead of religion would have romance. And sure, you may think we have lost our way, when in the world of predictable things we have such unfamiliar things that we would like to say. But maybe in a world so cold and alone, a little unfamiliar is exactly what is needed to show us the way home.